The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Monday morning. What a boatload of opportunities are ahead. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, September 27, 2021. Monday of the 26th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul. Born in 1580, he had originally become a priest with little more ambition than to have a comfortable life. But the Countess de Gandhi persuaded her husband to endow and support a group of able and zealous missionaries who would work among poor tenant farmers and country people in general. Vincent became the leader of what is now known as the Congregation of the Mission, or the Vincentians. Later, Vincent established confraternities of charity for the spiritual and physical relief of the poor and sick of each parish. From these came the Daughters of Charity. He organized the rich women of Paris to collect funds for his missionary projects, founded several hospitals, collected relief funds for the victims of war, and ransomed over 1,200 galley slaves from North Africa. St. Vincent de Paul died in 1660. St. Vincent de Paul, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that we all will make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, the grace to make this time a prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. Well, when we're growing up, we sometimes argued and fought with our siblings at home or with our classmates at school or other children in our neighborhood. We argued and fought over silly things. You took my pencil without asking. You pushed and shoved me in the corridor. You said a bad word to me when I was walking by and so on. Then uh, the other person responded with a counter-argument. Oh, yeah? Well, I need that pencil. You were not there. No, I did not push you. You bumped into me. So be careful in future, all right? What do you mean that I said a bad word to you? I did not say a bad word to you. Do you have a hearing problem or something? Hopefully these verbal arguments did not evolve into something more serious, into the physical domain, such as shoving and pushing and hitting which then can escalate into more nasty fights, resulting in emotional, psychological, and physical harm. And our parents, watching us children engage in such a, yes, childish behavior, sometimes dismissed it by saying, oh, don't be silly. 
just grow up. Or, depending on the situation, our parents also said, Just stop fighting. I can't take it anymore. Don't bother me with the silly fights. Just work it out among yourselves. I don't care who started it. You'll both be punished. Why can't you be nice to one another? If you don't stop fighting, I'll tell your father, I'll tell your mother. But most of the time, the parents attributed these fights among the children as a more or less normal behavior because they have not grown up yet. They do not know any better. They're simply being children. Now, Jesus, what about when it's not children who argue and fight among themselves, but adults? And not just any kind of adults, but your chosen ones. Yes, Jesus, in today's gospel, we're going to witness precisely that. St. Luke tells us that an argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. Now, St. Luke is a physician, and as such, compared to the other three evangelists, he's the one who described the various aspects of the humanity of Jesus and the healing ministry he performed for the benefit of so many suffering souls. Unique to his gospel are, for instance, these stories of miraculous healing, healing of a crippled woman on the Sabbath, healing of a dropsical man also on the Sabbath, healing of the Samaritan leper, and so on. So Jesus, it is quite understandable that St. Luke is the one who described for us this scene of a group of adults arguing among themselves. And who were they? Well, most likely the twelve apostles, since there is a difference between being a disciple of Jesus and being one of the apostles whom Jesus chose among the disciples. In other words, the apostles were given a special mission to bear witness to Jesus and spread his saving message far and wide. They had to be more exemplary and committed to follow Jesus unconditionally. And Jesus, when he saw and heard these specially chosen men, adults, argue among themselves, after having spent so much time with you, there's so much divine condescension, what was your reaction? Do you simply dismiss them by saying within yourself, oh, how silly they are, arguing like that among themselves? Oh, how unbecoming of them to have forgotten all my teachings about the kingdom of God. Oh, when will they grow up? No, you do not think or say such a thing. Why? Because you, Jesus, being the greatest expert of fallen human condition, offer them the perfect solution for, let us say, conflict resolution. The apostles were in the midst of such a conflict, comparing with one another, arguing among themselves, Perhaps even raising their voice to make a point to others, the domineering attitude, even being hostile with the gestures and so on. Isn't it really amusing and also pitiful to imagine these adults argue among themselves? They're adults, not children. Well, Jesus, it was precisely child you pointed out as a solution for their conflicts. So you took a child and placed it by your side. All this without saying a word, or showing any annoyance or displeasure towards your apostles. But in your own meek and humble gesture, so characteristic of you, Jesus. The apostles simply watched you doing this, and they began to wonder in their hearts, why did the master take a child and set him by his side? What is the master going to do with that child? Or lesson, 
does the master want to give to us by this gesture as it's done so many times in the, in the past? Then they heard Juji just tell them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. For the one who is least among you is the one who is the greatest. Wow. So our master was listening to all our silly arguments along the way, although he was physically removed from us. And when he was listening to our very childish behavior, he did not intervene right away to stop us. He simply let us be silly, even as we were growing ups, behaving like immature children. Oh, Jesus, how patient you are. Yes, Jesus, we are beginning to get it understand it more fully that to imitate you, to follow you, to bound to you, we need to become truly more humble. Yes, Jesus, the humility and simplicity of a child. Yes, Jesus, in your kingdom, or even to enter into your kingdom, one of the fundamental sine qua condition, sine qua non condition, is that of humility. You are truly sorry, Jesus. Because we let our pride and self-centeredness and demeaning attitude get in the way, which have clouded and complicated our supernatural vision. Now, we see more clearly, Jesus, that without humility, we'll always live in conflicts, and that the best solution for conflicts is humility. St. Augustine once said, If you ask me what the essential thing is in religion, and discipline of Jesus Christ is, I shall reply, first, humility, second, humility, third, humility. Yes, humility, because without God, we're nothing, because all our talents and gifts are from God, because Jesus, you are God, and yet you have humbled yourself by taking up our human nature, by submitting yourselves to the cruel death on the cross as a criminal. And he did all these things, Jesus, to offer us humility as the greatest remedy for all human conflicts which arise from our hearts, which are so proud, so self-centered, and so harsh and cruel towards others at times. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, have mercy on me. O Jesus, bruised for our offenses, have mercy on me. O Jesus, our peace and our reconciliation have mercy on me. Today, Jesus, we're also celebrating the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul, so I was reminded of a following biographical note about his humility. One day, he spoke to the daughters of charity with great simplicity, encouraged them to set out on the same path. And what I'm advising you to do, my sisters, I assure you, I've already done today myself, poor wretch that I am. Yesterday, I happened to speak abruptly to a priest of our company in a sharp, harsh manner. I should have spoken to him more gently. I noticed this afterward, and when I heard that he was about to go out this morning, I sent the word to the front door, asking him not to go to the city until I had spoken to him. When he arrived, I very humbly begged his pardon. So you see, sisters, when I'm advising you to do, try to practice yourself. What a wisdom of a saint who greatly admired and practiced humility. 
By begging of pardon from the priest he thought he had offended, St. Vincent de Paul preempted any possible conflicts which could have occurred with his action. Yes, Jesus, humility is the best solution for resolving any human conflicts. And now, Jesus, as we're about to finish this dialogue with you, you go to your mother, the humble handmaid of the Lord, beseeching her, obtain the great gift of humility for us. Immaculate Mary, meek and humble of heart, conform our hearts to the heart of your Son, Jesus. Amen. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. The liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak. 19 past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. 
stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down down and and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress, have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord. Let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. 
In the face of all my foes, I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Philippians. My brothers, I want you to know that my situation has worked out to the furtherance of the gospel. My imprisonment in Christ's cause has become well known throughout the Praetorium here and to others as well. Most of my brothers in Christ, taking courage from my chains, have been further emboldened to speak the word of God fearlessly. It is true, some preach Christ from motives of envy and rivalry, but others do so out of goodwill. Some act from unaffected love, uh, aware that my circumstances 
provide an opportunity to defend the gospel's cause. Others promote Christ. Not from pure motives, but as an intrigue against me, thinking that it will make my imprisonment even harsher. What of it? All that matters is that in any and every way, whether from specious motives or genuine ones, Christ is being proclaimed. This is what brings me joy. Indeed, I shall continue to rejoice in the conviction that this will turn out to my salvation, thanks to your prayers and the support I receive from the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I firmly trust and anticipate that I shall never be put to shame for my hopes. I have full confidence that now, as always, Christ will be exalted through me, whether I live or die. For to me, life means Christ. Hence, dying is so much gain. If, on the other hand, I am to go on living in the flesh, that means productive toil for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am strongly attracted by both. I long to be freed from this life and to be with Christ, but that is the far better thing. I long to be freed from this life and to be with Christ, for that is the far better thing. Yet it is more urgent that I remain alive for your sakes. This fills me with confidence that I will stay with you and persevere with you, with you all, for your joy and your progress in the faith. My being with you once again should make you even prouder of me in Christ. The Word of the Lord. I know that I shall never be put to shame, because my hopes and expectations have never been disappointed. I fully trust that now, as always, Christ will be glorified in me, whether I live or die. For to me life is Christ, and death is gain. Christ will be glorified in me, whether I live or die. A reading from a writing by St. Vincent de Paul, priest. Even though the poor are often rough and unrefined, we must not judge them from external appearances, nor from the mental gifts they seem to have received. On the contrary, if you consider the poor in the light of faith, then you will observe that they are taking the place of the Son of God who chose to be poor. Although in his passion he almost lost the appearance of a man, and was considered a fool by the Gentiles and a stumbling block by the Jews, he showed them that his mission was to preach to the poor. He sent me to preach the good news to the poor. We also ought to have this same spirit and imitate Christ's actions, that is, we must take care of the poor, console them, help them, support their cause. Since Christ willed to be born poor, he chose for himself disciples who were poor. He made himself the servant of the poor and shared their poverty. 
He went so far as to say that he would consider every deed which either helps or harms the poor as done for or against himself. Since God surely loves the poor, he also loves those who love the poor. For when one person holds another dear, he also includes in his affection anyone who loves or serves the one he loves. That is why we hope that God will love us for the sake of the poor. So when we visit the poor and needy, we try to be understanding where they are concerned. We sympathize with them so fully that we can echo Paul's words, I have become all things to all men. Therefore, we must try to be stirred by our neighbor's worries and distress. We must beg God to pour into our hearts sentiments of pity and compassion and to fill them again and again with these dispositions. It is our duty to prefer the service of the poor to everything else and to offer such service as quickly as possible. If a needy person requires medicine or other help during prayer time, do whatever has to be done with peace of mind. Offer the deed to God as your prayer. Do not become upset or feel guilty because you interrupted your prayer to serve the poor. God is not neglected if you leave him for such service. One of God's works is merely interrupted so that another can be carried out. So when you leave prayer to serve some poor person, remember that this very service is performed for God. Charity is certainly greater than any rule. Moreover, all rules must lead to charity. Since she is a noble mistress, we must do whatever she commands. With renewed devotion, then, we must serve the poor, especially outcasts and beggars. They have been given to us as our masters and patrons. Though I am not bound to anyone, I became a slave to all. To the weak, I became weak. I became all things to all men that that I might might at least save save some. I was the eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. I was a father to the poor. I I became all things to all men, that that I might might at at least save save some. Let us pray. O God, who for the relief of the poor and the formation of the clergy endowed the priest St. Vincent de Paul with apostolic virtues, Grant, we pray, that a fire with the same spirit we may love what he loved and put into practice what he taught. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. The disciples did argue, sometimes about pretty silly things. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Jesus sets them straight. It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But when Jesus perceived the thought of their hearts, he took a child and put him by his side. 
Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. Master, we saw a man casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. Do not forbid him, for he that is not against you is for you. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. So how do we feel toward God when times are tough? And I mean when times are really tough. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. During the course of this week, we read from the book of Job about the subject of suffering and disgrace. This is the inspired story of a God-fearing man named Job who lived in the land of Huss. He had received countless blessings during his life. He was a prosperous farmer with abundant sheep, livestock, and crops. He was the father of a large family. According to the beliefs of the time, there was a direct relationship between leading a virtuous life and enjoying worldly prosperity. Job's material prosperity would have been seen as a reward from God for his saintly life. The story indeed begins with the fact that God is pleased with Job. Satan comes before God to challenge the sincerity of Job's fidelity. He predicts that Job will abandon God when put to the test. Job is not God-fearing for nothing, is he? Have you not put a wall round him and his house and all his domain? You have blessed all he undertakes, and his flocks throng the countryside. But stretch out your hand and lay a finger on his possessions. I warrant you he will curse you to your face. With God's permission, the devil strips Job of all possessions. Then his numerous children perish in a disaster. Faithful to his beliefs, Job reacts with submission to divine providence. Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I shall return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken back. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job gives his complete acceptance to God's will in both prosperity and adversity. He converts his misery into a wonderful spiritual treasure. God then allows Satan to put Job through an even greater trial. His body is afflicted with loathsome sores from head to foot. To lose one's physical well-being can be even worse than the loss of material goods. Job's faith, however, remains steadfast despite his ailments and in spite of sharp words from his wife. He tells her, Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? Today is a good time to examine what our feelings towards God are when we experience disgrace or suffering or both. God is always our loving Father, even when we are sorely afflicted. Do we behave as grateful sons and daughters in good times and bad times alike, in sickness and in health? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 16 before the hour. Time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. 
God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? 
why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of our indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as you know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night 
makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hand. The The vaults of heaven heaven ring with with your praise, praise, O Lord. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have set my watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. Vincent consoled the sorrowful defended the rights of orphans, and generously aided widows. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Vincent consoled the sorrowful, defended the rights of orphans, and generously aided widows. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who for the relief of the poor and the formation of the clergy endowed the priest St. Vincent de Paul with apostolic virtues, grant, we pray, that afire with the same spirit we may love what he loved and put into practice what he taught. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And so the week begins. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I will see you tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great and blessed day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.